welcome to Align Your Mind, the podcast that helps you change your life and achieve your goals through the power of thought work. This is episode 22, and my name is Chelsea Tanner. I'm a certified life coach, and today we're going to talk about the idea of a self-concept. And you know, I don't like to talk about anything without looking up some words. So the definition of self-concept as defined by the dictionary is an idea of the self constructed from the beliefs one holds about oneself and the responses of others. So we gather all this information in our lives, right? We have experiences. People watch us react we watch people react to us we go places we do things we see events happen and we develop this sense of self through all of that cumulative experience this is our self-concept it's created by the beliefs we have about ourselves now a belief is just a practice thought and as you may have heard on other episodes we practice thoughts unintentionally for most of our lives we see ourselves in a certain way not because we have intentionally decided to see ourselves that way necessarily but because of social conditioning some nervous system wiring some familial conditioning so like how your family treats you what you've learned from them what your genetics are and the things you already believe from living life thus far Our thoughts come from those things. Certain thoughts come up, not because we intentionally choose all 60,000 thoughts we have in a day, but because all of those things I just listed have such a huge impact on how our brain functions and it just tries to be as efficient as possible and help us survive. We have self-critical thoughts about our bodies, for example, because of social conditioning and relentless advertisements for diet products and workout equipment. Those thoughts aren't ones we probably choose to think, but because of the society we're raised in, they're gonna be some not so great thoughts or thoughts that we don't actually wanna think. Self-concept and identity really go hand in hand. And that's what I wanna talk about today because I've been thinking about this in my own life as my career goals have pivoted drastically as of late. (laughs) The idea of self-concept and identity really impact us in ways we may not even realize. I want you to think about how you introduce yourself. Like if you're meeting someone new, what do you say? Your name? Your occupation? Your hometown? Where you went to school? What do those things mean to you and what do you think they mean about you? Do you like them? Are you proud of those things? When I think about this question, I've introduced myself as Chelsea. I'm a musician. I play the flute. For a long time, that's all I thought about. It's all I did, so it made sense that it would be my greatest identifying characteristic, a flutist. It is interesting to think about because in different phases of my life, I definitely thought really drastically differently about myself so for example in undergrad I would have said I'm excited to have a good time I'm not the best academically but I'm super dedicated to flute and practicing 
Um, my room is messy. I lose my keys a lot. I'm social and I'm super fun. Some people who know me now um, or knew me in graduate school would not believe that. <laughs> but, but it's true and it's kind of proof of just how much we can change. Because in grad school, I was an attentive, engaged student. I was always on time, I was organized, and I was super responsible. I was dedicated to academics, and once again, flute was priority number one, as it should have been. When I teach, though, when I teach flute lessons, my students often think I'm an extrovert, which is not something I would have ever called myself before. It's something that would have shocked my 15-year-old self to hear, who uh, didn't talk at all. I think this really goes to show that in some of the most comfortable spaces, I feel most comfortable teaching and coaching, different self-concepts can form. This action, this extroverted version of myself was created, not because I was teaching, but because of the thoughts I had of myself as a teacher. I knew I could help the students. I never doubted that. And I'd do anything, sing, dance, make up weird sounds, or do anything else to help students gain understanding of concepts. My self-concept, though, was challenged this year. I became a certified life coach because I had such an incredible transformation myself with this mindset work. The combination of the pandemic, the lack of performance opportunities paired with, you know, seeing how amazing being a coach can be really had me considering what my life looked like without the flute being the center of it all. Some people identify with their profession, some with their hobbies, some with their family, and some with other things they do or other characteristics about themselves. Something I began to realize is just how tied to the flute I am in terms of identity. Quiet flute girl became competition winner, college undergrad in flute performance, masters of music in flute performance, orchestra member, artist diploma in flute performance, flute professor, and then culminating in a doctorate once again in flute performance. (laughs) Needless to say, this identity runs deep. Then... To pivot my career ambitions in the direction of coaching and helping people with their mindset, well, uh, my brain had a lot of thoughts and resistance to this. (laughs) Um, It sounded sort of like, what are you doing? Are you serious? Why are you doing this? Wouldn't it be easier to just play the flute instead of learning about marketing and web design and literally starting your own business? Uh, And if I had to answer that voice, uh, I would probably say like, yeah, Of course, it might be a little bit easier because I already know how to play the flute. I don't know how to do a lot of things I'm about to learn in the years to come. In this way, my brain was using my self-concept in order to discourage me from creating change in my life. And the primitive brain will do that. It will hand you thoughts with the intention of diminishing change because thousands of years ago, that was something that was super beneficial to us. The people who didn't rock the boat or go out on their own or do something different or leave the cave, they totally survived. And that's how we're wired. 
self-concept can rear its ugly head when we try to change our lives. But you can also use it to your advantage. If you're wanting to change your actions, for example, it may be beneficial to say, I'm a runner instead of, I'm trying to start running again. Or, I'm a reader instead of, I'm trying to read one book a month. These can be practice thoughts, aka beliefs. This is what I call believing intentionally or creating beliefs on purpose in order to become the person you've always wanted to be. I like to borrow from the future. So let's take a weight goal, for example. Like if you want to be a specific size or weight, think about how that version of you operates. Not just the things they do, but the beliefs they have about themselves. Do they feel self-conscious when they wear shorts? Nope. Do they second guess and pick apart their reflection in the mirror? No way. How do they speak about themselves, treat themselves, and care for their body? If you write down all of those thoughts, you can think them now. All of those thoughts All of the thoughts that make up that person you want to be, they're available to you immediately, free of charge. This is like the secret to the universe, I swear. Like, (laughs) you can do this for anything. If you want to earn more money, how does someone who earns more money think about money? Do they think it'll always run out? Are they scared of where it's going to come from? Are they super concerned with the subway fare? Probably not. Really brainstorm about this, this ideal version of yourself and how they think and feel because that's the energy you'll bring to every action that you'll take. For me, this was kind of a lateral shift, I guess. My identity was so wrapped up in being a musician. I was ignoring all the things that I had learned and also made up my self-concept along the way. For example, I'm extremely self-motivated. I can get into almost a trance-like focus when I sit down to do a task. I can write a super professional email. (laughs) I can teach. I can speak in public without getting nervous or for hours at a time teaching on Zoom without blinking. And also in a podcast, I guess. (laughs) How can the things you've done and learned along the way serve you when you're looking into a future for yourself, right? If you're looking to change what you're doing, or even if you're looking to do what you do at a higher level, instead of saying, I do this or that, you can say, I'm a hard worker. I'm dedicated. I'm passionate as a person. I'm a caring person. All of my experiences thus far have afforded me who I am, not just what I've done. And because resumes and Facebook about sections and Instagram bios have become the standard of how people kind of see us and judge us these days, not to mention, oh my gosh, LinkedIn, are you kidding me, right? (laughs) It can be really tempting to build our self-concept around the things that we've done or not done. And we tend to forget about the essence of who we are. We don't get to put that stuff on a resume usually. But it's truly everything. Becoming a person who you like 
let's just think about that like not just achieving at all costs but becoming a person who you like not because of your accolades but because of who you know yourself to be is so powerful because at the end of the day you spend time with you you create who you become and the rest the accolades the achievements all that other stuff those are just byproducts challenging or becoming aware of how you think of yourself can change everything do you identify as a procrastinator do you also wonder why you can't stop procrastinating it isn't enough to just change the action if you do that you're using willpower and you're kind of struggling and white knuckling it you have to identify as the person who doesn't procrastinate first then the rest will follow if you practice that This week has been a doozy for me in terms of exploring this idea of my own self-concept and I know a lot of people have faced this this year as well. If you're interested in coaching or talking about this concept further, book a free one-on-one consultation with me. You can sign up on my website in the link in the show notes. The theme music for this podcast is a song called Already Gone by Paper Morning. Hear more from them in the link in the show notes.